Welcome everyone to Pumpkin Spice Podcast. I'm Graham Young, and with me as always is... Rob Schulte. How's it going? Oh man, it is, uh, it's been exciting. Chucky made it feel even that more animated. Rob and I are here to talk about uh, Bride of Chucky, 1998, um, and this is the sequel to Child's Play 3, although it came seven years after Child's Play 3. Is it just seven? I thought it was, I in my brain, I was like, it was a decade. I know that Child's Play 3 came out in uh, 1991, and this is 98, so... I, I went to school I think in you did the math, yeah. I think but, you're right. Yeah. I'll tell you, I find it very, like, I, I know I said this last uh, last episode, but this movie came out the year the previous movie takes place. And yeah. I think there's a lot of things we can talk about in this episode, but one thing I want to make sure that we get to is, is like, actual 1998 and 1998 portrayed in 1991. Okay, yeah, that's that's really interesting, yeah. But I guess it's all military camp, but still. Um, um yeah. The I, reality I of 1998 that. is much more frightening. It's amazing. All of this is now on the internet. But getting on the internet takes forever. Yes, I would agree with you. Uh, 19, <laughs> 1998 was not the best of years. And with that... Well, hello. Halloween. Chucky's back. But this time, there's more to fear. Because this time, he's got a playmate of his own. Bride of Chucky. This Halloween, Chucky gets lucky. Barbie. Eat your heart out. Start again. This is directed by Ronnie Yu, who also directed Freddy vs. Jason. Yes, and you'll notice that John Ritter is in this film and Jason Ritter is in Freddy vs. Jason, so Ronnie Yu is evidently a huge fan of the Ritters. But this is also a Universal Pictures release, Rob. Yeah. October 16th, 1998. So, I mean, it's good to have a, a Chucky movie around Halloween. That's fun. Do you think that's what, like, prompted the idea that it would be so tongue-in-cheek? It was like, we'll just give it an October release. People will go. We can just have fun with it. Yeah, people want to see something scary for Halloween. They want to go to the, the, the theaters. I think the bigger um, picture is they want to have see something scary, but they want to have fun. And this, like, yeah. I think, like, is terrible and, like, not fun on, like, an academic level. This movie is, like, exactly that for, you know, uh, Halloween drop-offs at the cinema. So what else was released on October 16th, 1998? Do you know, Rob? Oh, Practical Magic with... You know, your friend and ours, Miss Congeniality, Sandra, uh, what's her last name? I was going to say- Sandra Bullock. I was going to say Bernhardt. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, directed by Jonathan Demme. I don't know if you've uh, revisited his catalog lately. Uh, I I always fall back on Stop Making Sense as well as Silence of the Lambs. Jonathan Demme uh, was one of the greatest American directors of all time, in my opinion, and he made- what I think, Rob, is the greatest romantic comedy 
of all time. That film being something wild. I think that's one of the best uh, films ever made. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Oh, man. He only died last year, almost like at the time of this recording, almost exactly a year from today. Uh, yeah, actually at the Texas Film Awards this year, uh, we honored uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, and he is the first recipient of the Jonathan Demme Award. Um, oh, that's great. I, long story short, Jonathan Demme basically uh, put Austin, Texas uh, films on the map, um, even though he had nothing to do with like making films in Texas. Well, he later made films in Texas, but in his beginning of his career, he really promoted uh, films from Austin, and we... Uh, we are uh, very appreciative of that. Well, it sounds like a great guy. You know, uh, there's another movie that came out uh, the same day as Bride of Chucky. I don't know if you are familiar with uh, a, a film called Happiness by Todd Salons. I don't know if you've seen that one, Graham. Yeah, I've seen it. We could, we could definitely do a series on the films of Todd Salons because they are pretty, uh, pretty frightening. Did he also do Gummo? No, that's uh, Harmony Corrine. Oh, yeah, 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 Harmony Corrine. Who made one of the best pictures of 2012 with Spring Breakers. Oh, shit, I forgot Harmony Corrine did Spring Break. Yep. Yeah, I love that movie. We've had many a conversation about that, but how quickly they exit the brain when it's not right there in front of you. Yes, but lest we get off track... And get back into Bride of Chucky. Yeah, I know, I wish we could talk about... Those other films, but we're stuck with Bright of Chucky. That's okay. Here we go. Um, let's get into the box office of the film. Was this a successful Chucky movie? Um, it was the most financially successful uh, film in the series, believe it or not. Um, it I had do a believe of- it. Totally. Uh, I guess. I mean, it was a seven-year hiatus, but the film had a budget of $25 million and it made $50.7 million, which by my math makes the profit $25.7 million, which means the film series is still in the black. I do think that with like this scream and like horror movie revival of the 90s there, this was, this knew what it was doing. It's, it's self-aware. I mean, it, it, it knows it's a... Uh, a parody of itself? Thank you, Rob. Yeah. It's well, just, yeah. Like, I mean, they were already tired with like repeating the same like stories on the second and third one. You know, you have this like successful hit like Scream, and then like, oh, people like these movies again, or like the ideas of like getting meta about it. Let's just throw it all in a pot and see what pops out. The heart of Dumbala. What's that? An amulet. We need it to transfer our souls into human bodies. Okay, and where the hell is it? I was wearing it around my neck the night those bastards gunned me down. It's definitely uh, more humor, and it's not really going for for thrills so much. And, and Chucky has, a, I think, like three times as many one-liners in this film as in the previous films. I could be wrong about that. It just seemed like it. I mean, this movie was built for the trailer, right? Oh, Yeah. There oh, were scenes in this movie film. that had no, nothing to do with anything else except to make sure to get Chucky and Jennifer Tilly's character, like Tiffany, um, bantering about something to put on a, a, a promotional photo or commercial. And speaking of Jennifer Tilly, Rob, let's talk about the cast or the players real quick. Jennifer Tilly stars in this movie, and like not four years prior, she was in Bullets Over Broadway and got nominated for an academy award right 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Bullets Over Broadway. I was just doing some research, and it seems like... I don't know. It, it seems like Hollywood is crazy if you can be nominated for an Academy Award and then have to do a movie like Bride of Chucky four years later. Like, it's also fun in that sense, but like... You, what are you I, saying about Bride of Chucky, man? Well, I mean, exa- is it not... No, I mean, I, I agree Exactly. So it seems like you've got to like always be up and about and like making these choices that you never know what the outcome's going to be in the long run. Yeah, I mean, Graham, you know the film biz better than I. I mean, is it as cut and dry as, like, you make one wrong move and you don't get cast again, or what? Well, in the case of Katherine Heigl, uh, yeah. Oh, another star in this movie? Yes, she plays the girlfriend of the lead actor. They're sort of throwaway characters. The two Um, main characters that aren't Chucky and Tiffany. Yeah, exactly. The sort of characters that you're just sort of waiting for Chucky to kill. Or the story to continue. Or go somewhere. Yes. But Drive in, the anyway, car. Uh, and I reference the fact that Katherine Heigl uh, sort of burned bridges with uh, Grey's Anatomy and uh, Judd Aptow. I don't so. really know about this. I think you've brought oh. it up before, but I don't know anything. I've just heard rumors about her burning bridges. Well, I it's, gosh, I, I'm not the biggest uh, Grey's Anatomy fan, um, or Judd Apatow fan, but um, <laughs> basically I know that she was sort of talking about the writers in a negative way on Grey's Anatomy oh, to, the, to the press. And then she kind of did this, this, the same thing with Knocked Up and said it was kind of a stupid, dumb movie. I think that she thought the film looked poorly on 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 women. Uh, I think that I, I think you. that was her beef or oh, something. Well, like I mean, that. you know, I mean, I'm not here to say anything because I have not researched it. But it is, I guess, it just continues on that discussion of like, no matter what you say, is going to affect your job. Exactly. And I think that's more than just Hollywood. You know, obviously. Sure. I mean, sure. I've been watching a lot of Vanderpump Rules lately, and you don't want to talk about your other servers in Hollywood. Los Vanderpump Angeles. Rules. Oh man, I took me this? too long. It's okay. So there was like Real Housewives, and you know all of the different cities. And in the Los Angeles one, one of the housewives owns a restaurant in L.A., and uh, her staff have their own TV show. She's in the show as well. And there's not a lot that happens, but they're all like aging wannabe actors. You know, waiting tables and bartending at a at a restaurant, and it is entertaining. It sounds like it. Yeah. And that should show you how entertaining Brian Chucky is, because we keep on getting away from the film, because we find uh, <laughs> other things far more interesting. Okay, we'll talk um, about we'll talk about the storyline. I just, quickly, we should say, rest in peace, John Ritter and Alexis Arquette, because they were both yes. in this movie, and they both had some incredible roles. We should probably revisit them once we get into the story. So we're going to take from Internet Movie Database... The first storyline that popped up in my uh, web browser. Are you ready, Graham? Yes, I am. Chucky hooks up with another murderous doll, the bridal gown-clad Tiffany. For Route 66 murder spree with their unwitting hosts, two eloping high school graduates. Written by Roger Caddenhead. Oh, that's the person's name. Um, Yeah, some of these people put their name, put written by their name, and then put their email on there. Very dangerous. 
Also, not the best storyline, but gets the job done, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's 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 actually not that bad. I mean, Chucky doesn't hook up with a doll. He hooks up with a with an ex flame. He's like by his Jennifer girlfriend Tilly. he was with when he died as Charles yeah. Lee Ray. And for some reason, he like turns her into a doll. Like I'm trying to remember the film. Cause I watched it a couple of days ago. So she turns into a doll, or does he turn her into a doll? I he can't turns her into a doll. She's keeping him prisoner in her home uh, because she finds out that he wasn't actually trying to marry her uh, and makes fun of her that, for thinking that Chucky wanted to get married. Um, Chucky escapes from like the crib prison that she puts him in and uh, kills her and puts her body into a doll as well as a sticking it to you sort of thing. We were gonna get married. God, was he an incredible lover. He was the best I ever had. And here's where I have a problem. Oh, really? Because because his goal is to get this, was it some kind of amulet? The heart of Dumbala. That he was buried with, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it would be f- so much easier if she were human, drive the doll to New Jersey where the, where he was... Uh, okay, that's another thing, Rob. Okay, the movie took place in Chicago. Yep. Why are we going to New Jersey? Yep. All of a sudden, with and again, um, that's why I think there's two phases in the Chucky series or the Child's Play series, whatever you want to call it. Um, Child's Play one through three, and then the rest of the the Chucky films. There, I I guess they all take place in New Jersey. I, I have to assume if that's the way they're going. But I always looked at the Child's Play films as being uniquely about Chicago. Well, this is very much like Saved by the Bell and Good Morning Miss Bliss. You know. Started ah. off as a Midwestern one. Once they got a little popularity, let's move it to the coast. Oh, wow. That's a good connection. Yeah. I wonder if they exist in the same universe. Makes Freddy Krueger look like the Easter Bunny. <laughs> so what happens is, is now they're both dolls and they're going to have to get out of there somehow. And Jennifer Tilly's neighbor in the trailer park gets duped by getting offered some money to take these dolls to a spot in New Jersey. His girlfriend is Katherine Heigl, and her uncle that she lives with is like a bad cop who's constantly trying to stop them from doing anything. And when you need a bad cop in your movie, you cast John Ritter. Now, I jumped a couple of steps, and obviously the idea is since John Ritter is such a bad guy, she's going to run away from home with the boyfriend to complete this doll movement gig for $1,000. Yeah. It feels like if they're driving from Chicago, that like a lot of their money is going to go to gas and lodging. Did they ever say that the that they were driving from Chicago to New Jersey? No, but I'm just I mean maybe they did. I don't remember, but I'm just the, the house that Catherine yeah. Heigl lives in looks kind of like the uh Home Alone house. There maybe it's in the in the John Hughes universe. Yeah, probably. I do think that some of the self-referential stuff like it's a ridiculous story and to like get these teens who want to like elope and stuff is silly and like you see Chucky give like the jerk off motion and it's like okay 
Like it, I, I am now in that the movie knows what the hell's going on the entire time. Yeah, the, the filmmakers made kind of a, a dumb movie, and now they're rubbing it in your face for going to the theater and seeing it. Yep, and Three's Company John Ritter is in it. Yeah, and they like spoiler alert, they kill him way too way too soon. Yeah, like, like hard- who cares about the shitty like, you know, secondary cop that does the bidding? Just make it all John Ritter. Exactly. And we don't care about the teenagers falling in love. I don't care about the dolls falling in love or the people in the hotel room that uh, Chucky kills on their honeymoon night or whatever. It's just fucking weird. Well, they're thieves. They're con and not artists. not in a good so way. Like you, not in a particularly good way. When, okay, so like long story short, they have to stop in a hotel before they get to their end journey where like Tiffany and Chucky, we'll talk about the end fight in a second, but like, you know, there's one break. There's the hotel and then they're at the grave for the final scene. And when they're in the hotel, there's like this con artist couple that tries to steal their wallet and Chucky and Tiffany notice it and Catherine Heigl and boyfriend don't notice it. So the dolls kill the con artists and it's just, and then the dolls have sex. Um, yeah. Which Jennifer Tilly said was improvised when I was doing my research for the film. What does that mean? I don't even know if it's dolls, then how could it? I don't know. Is the vocals? If it's puppets. Maybe the vocals are improvised. I wonder if all the plumbing works. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel like Pinocchio here. A lot of new metal in this movie. It's a reflection of the times. Well, Rob Zombie had like at least four songs in it. And his brother in the band. Power Man 5000? Exactly. His brother, Spider uh, One. Has a couple of songs, I believe. Oh, I'm sure. So, is. yeah, it's it's um, it's a pretty grueling experience. Um, Rob, would you recommend this film? I mean, I would this recommend this would, one uh, over Child's Play 3. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Child's Play 3 is way better than, than, than Bride of Chucky. Well, I don't... Yeah, but I mean, like, this one is way more fun to watch, I think. Like, if you're coming in at nothing, if you have no baseline except for, like, kind of knowing Chucky but never seeing any other movies, this is, like... I think this is more fun to watch as a tongue-in-cheek movie than, like, Child's Play 3 that's, like, trying to be an outright horror. Yeah, but, the, like... Part three has like some scenes that would never be shot today. And it's just like so <laughs> shocking true. and fun. <laughs> like, dude, true. okay, Chucky, again, we said this in our previous episode, he loads a fucking gun that <laughs> shows, this, that's supposed to shoot paint. <laughs> and he sh- loads it with real bullets. And these children are fucking blowing each other away. And you're like, what is going on in this movie? Like, the more I think about it, that movie may be brilliant. I may need to do a, to reevaluate Child's Play Three. You have convinced me. Look, again, for some reason I could not get into Bride Chucky, but I, you know, it is Brad Dorif's favorite movie in the series. Of course it is. It's the first one where he didn't have to like pretend like it wasn't a stupid movie. Yeah. You know? He's like, yeah, here we go. It feels wonderful, and um, I'm, I'm a little humbled by it, but... At the end, this is a like a spat between lovers. Chucky and Tiffany are in a codependent relationship, as well as Catherine Eichel and the van driver. But I think it's important to recognize that like this is ended by 
Tiffany after okay, so Chucky gets kicked out of the window and Tiffany gets kicked in the oven of a RV that they just steal off screen at some point and she's going to die and she's like, I'm taking you with me so we can both live in hell, Chucky, because they'd been fighting so much. And then Chucky dies through just another gunshot through the heart. And then they both get buried, but she has end with uh, Tiffany having a baby. Yeah, that that's a really weird thing. Um, but I thought that the, like, I know that they're trying to do a callback to the first film with like being shot through the heart, sure. but honestly, I thought that death was like the weakest that well, I've seen in the seen first one. He gets shot through the yet. heart and then burnt alive or, yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's walking through that room in fire. This is just like a slow-mo gunshot. Yeah. It's super weak compared to the, to the films that we've watched uh, previously. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Can I tell you a story about this movie from my youth? Okay. I remember that I I uh, got dropped off with the movies with myself and my dad's girlfriend's son. So they were like, yeah, you guys go to the movies together. We weren't really friends, you know, like that sort of forced friendship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Those are always the best friendships, right? Like, we, we, we were a forced friendship. Sure. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, go on. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh... But this is one of those ones where, like, you know, this is 98. I'm in, like, middle school or early high school. And, you know, everything's going crazy and your parents are dating. And you're just like, God, what? there's nothing to talk about with this dude. And he was like, we should just sneak into Bride of Chucky. I was like, fuck yeah, we should. Neither one of us want to go here. And the next day I was uh, late to school and my dad took me in and he was like, uh, oh yeah, so how'd you guys do at the movies or something? And I was like, oh yeah, we actually ended up sneaking into this. Like as he was like checking me in with the school secretary, she like looked up for a second and like I'm sure it made my dad uncomfortable. He's like, you snuck into an R-rated movie as if he had like proved something to the school secretary. Oh, and I was Jesus. just sitting there like, oh my god, dad, if you had any idea how shitty the movie was that we watched. Yeah. You know, <laughs> great, but instead I like accidentally put myself in like an entrapment zone. It didn't influence me at all. Yeah. Like, it was just like a stupid little movie. But I have seen worse look, shit from this at home. It's, I don't mean to say the movie's terrible. I've seen worse films, but uh, Brian Chucky for me so far is uh, the biggest disappointment. Well, let's read a review from the Internet Movie Database, Graham. Okay. I uh, as I choose my internet movie database lines, it's whatever pops up on the screen on the day that I pull this up. And this user review um, goes like this: played mostly for laughs and cleavage on December seventh, two thousand six. See all my reviews. I saw this thing movie three times. Sometimes I thought it was the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen. Made by Satan himself. <laughs> Other times, yeah. I laughed my head off and thought it was one of the most entertaining yet stupid films I've ever seen. Finally, the first part won out and I got rid of it. But it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly, one of the all time low life characters playing actresses in Hollywood, along with Jennifer Jason Lee. Wow complete with ditzy voice and uh, 
humongous breasts with cleavage that meteors could get lost in is the star here along with demonic doll Chucky, who never seems to go away. So a few questions. How many years now have we seen this little guy and how many times do we, does he have to die? This movie is so bad that it has to be considered camp. It's more comedy than horror, although both are there in abundance. You can't take any of it seriously. The movie is simply incredibly sleazy and yet incredibly funny at times. And dumb. And you name it. Wow, Graham. That was like, there were some misogynistic lines in there, but along with like a... Oh my God. It's so great reading these. It's so great. Let me sum up in a better way what this uh, author is trying to say. Okay, go. He is trying to say that Bride of Chucky is like Spencer's Gifts, the movie. (gasps) Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) That's what he's trying to say. You leave with a finished uh, tub of popcorn and a mug that says World's Best Boss. And a black light poster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Graham, there's not much more we can really say about this film. I know that we we have a lot of fun on this podcast. So I had one final fun thought, if you'll indulge me. Yes. People are at that point where it's like, we don't need to remake anything anymore. We don't need to do that. But I do think it's fun to still, like, do uh, new movies with established franchises and find new ways to tell those stories. Would you say that's still cool? Like if it's a uh, a Freddy movie that follows the original timeline, that sort of stuff, I still think those are fun. Yeah, look, I'm not opposed to remakes, prequels, or sequels. It's just that they sort of uh, have taken over the market, so Well, and a lot of times they're done cheaply and are just, yeah, but- just end up being bad. But I enjoyed uh, Blade Runner 2049 uh, that came out last year. I thought that was a good film. So so uh, I have a thought, and I know we've got a few more of these Child's Play movies or Chucky movies, but what if in one of them, and if this happens, that would be incredibly cool, but with uh, the mystical art of cinema voodoo, we were able to do a time jump where Charles Lee Ray gets put back in his original body in 1988, just before all of the shootout happens. I think that could lead to a pretty cool storyline. Like Back to the Future? Like he's like walking around? Well, like, let's say it all happens and he still like puts himself in the doll, but now he has all the memories of what went wrong and like all of the failed attempts. Yeah. Or maybe Andy's still in it in some way, right? Maybe he still decides to go after it because he at least knows where Andy's, he knows his habits. But I'm sure Chucky would just try to kill him and then someone would walk in the door. He can't kill him. He's got to get into his body by doing the cloud speech. That's always interrupted. Yep. You know, the clouds come and then, oh, someone walks through the door. That's why I'm saying this second time he's got the the memories of the first time. So he could maybe get into Andy's body. And then we have a little boy walking around killing people. Maybe that would be the sequel to that movie. And the first movie is everything we've talked about before where it's like, is the doll killing people? Like the time jump we may not know actually works. You know, the movie starts with this weird kid 
And like throughout the movie, we get the flashbacks of like Charles Lee Ray. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know for a fact, but I have to believe that the filmmakers originally intended it to be a film where um, you didn't know if the killer was the was the little boy or the doll. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think they were apprehensive to have a child be the killer. Well, I think this is the way we can make that movie. Okay, so we can have that finally have that kid killer movie. I don't know, just a little little fun thought I had. Um, well, they're continuing to make these these Chucky movies, Rob. So uh, maybe take that idea to Hollywood. Well, we only have two more in this series, right? Uh, no, I think there's three more left. Seed of Chucky coming up next. And then we've got Curse of Chucky. And then we've got Cult of Chucky. And after the Cult of Chucky, we've got the Mental Institution for both you and I for watching <laughs> these movies. <laughs> well, Graham, uh, it's time to get some rest. I think everyone knows that if they leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts that we will try and give them a shout-out. Hopefully that'll work out and... Uh, if there's any other way you'd like to uh, help us out, then let us know. And we'll see all of you next week for The Seed of Chucky. Listen up, fool, I'll tell you why. Because Chucky's back.